Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. Oh, and me. <laughs> I was like waiting for a uh, head of entertainment. Uh, <laughs> I'm Katie Stowe. I'm Mummy's deputy editor and I'm on today with you, Laura. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and also we should say a sex editor. Will that come in handy oh, later yes, in the show? Sorry. Former sex editor, still kind of doing sex stuff. That'll come up later in the show. I've only pitched sex-based stories for today. <laughs> love it. You pitch the really fun stuff. Also, Katie's desk is the best place to kind of walk past in the Mum Mia office because it's always a teetering pile of like weird and wonderful sex toys that you've been sent. It's a HR complaint in the making, but I love it there. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've been sent? I actually have a sex toy on my desk right now that is shaped like a pizza cutter and I have no oh, idea how you're meant to use cutter. it. the pizza cutter. It's been there for years, oh, right? Yeah, because I keep trying to get people to road test it and no one wants to. <laughs> well, if you're a listener, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Email me if you want to try the pizza cutter. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of sexy, well, no, not really, but we do have two very interesting weekend watches that's coming up for you at the end of the show because it is Friday, thank Yay. goodness. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gosh? I want more headlines. So the trailer for Queen Charlotte, A Bridgerton Story, has dropped today, and I'm personally very excited. Bridgerton obviously was a massive success for Netflix and Shondaland, and while it's in its production for its third season, they've also kept very busy and whipped out a spin-off season at the same time. So this spin-off is all about Queen Charlotte, who you'll know from Bridgerton, a very good character, very sassy, and it's all of her origin tale about how she came to be queen. So from the looks of the trailer, it flips from like a Bridgerton time and the Queen Charlotte's youth kind of time, covering her arranged marriage to the King of England. Now, for people who've watched the main series, you'll know that their marriage was a loving one, but it looks like a bit of a spicy road to get there for Charlotte and George. So excited to see how that unfolds. Hello, my lady. Are you in need of assistance of some kind? If you must know, I'm trying to climb over the garden wall. Whatever for? You refuse to help a lady in distress. I refuse when she's trying to go over a wall so that she does not have to marry me. Hello, Charlotte. Your Majesty. Now, the one question I'm sure that everybody has for this spinoff, because it's Bridgerton, is, is there as much sex? And for that, I'm delighted to say, I think so. Thank God. (laughs) So in the trailer, there are two sex scenes featured in the trailer alone. So I feel like that gives us good odds for the series ahead. The whole series will be dropping on May 4th on Netflix. So mark your calendars. Also in trailer news today, so many trailers out. We're loving this. Friday, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So the first trailer for the upcoming prestige limited series Love and Death starring Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons has also been released today. So that's a new seven-episode drama written by David E. Kelly, you know, the creator of all soapy dramas where everyone is wearing really nice coats, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) It's all in the coats. (laughs) And directed by Leslie Linker-Glatter. So it tells the true story of Candy and Pat Montgomery and Betty and Alan 
Alan Gore, who were these two church-going couples in a small town in Texas. There's an extramarital affair, which leads to a very intense murder. It has been kind of told through novels and TV shows before, but I think this is a more intense look at the couples. Elizabeth Olsen just has a very chilling, unhinged vibe in this series. Betty! Betty? Betty's dead. Oh, my God. I say she was murdered with an axe. An axe. More than likely, Betty Gore was murdered by someone she knew. Did you kill your wife? No. I did have an affair with Candy Montgomery. You just chopped and chopped and chopped. I didn't do it. I think you did. You're wrong. The whole cast is really good. So in addition to Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons, there's also Lily Rabe, who I love, Keir Grillchrist, Elizabeth Marble, and Kristen Ritter, one of my favourite Marvel faves. So there's going to be three episodes coming out on the 27th of April on Binge, and then new episodes are going to drop every Thursday. If you're into a bit of prestige murder, I'd say this would be the show for you. (laughs) Okay, so a funny thing has happened in the pop culture world, and that is that we're missing our first famous family, the real royal family of the world, and I'm talking about the Kardashians. Obviously. So (laughs) they're still around. Like, you know, Kendall Jenner is still popping up in, you know, a lot of different campaigns where she has that same bland look on her face. (laughs) You know, Kim is still posting her Skims campaign. Kylie's popping up on, you know, the Vanity Fair red carpet. So they're there, but they're not dominating the pop culture conversation and headlines like they normally do. There's not a lot of scandals in the air that we can see. They're not giving big tell-all interviews. Even their socials are very stripped down. Like Kim Kardashian hasn't posted a lot recently except for business stuff. And then it looks like the whole family are on a big holiday at the moment. But all we've seen is one little photo drop today, which is just her and Chloe in like the same position on a beach chair, like five different takes of that. Whereas normally the whole thing would be documented so much you'd feel like you were there. For context with the, while most people may not have noticed that they've disappeared, normally there's like a Kardashian-esque headline option almost every day on the spell. Like they generate a lot of news and there's been nada. And I think this all really blew up with that Met Gala story, which is the last time they were in the news that happened last week, I think it was, where a very unsubstantiated rumour came out that Anna Wintour was really cracking down on who gets to attend the Met Gala, as if that's not the hardest list to get on already. (laughs) (laughs) This really exclusive list is getting more exclusive. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And there was a rumour going around that she was really cracking down and none of the Kardashians would be invited, which is obviously coming off the back of the whole family attending the event for the first time at the last Met Gala. And the reason people thought that is they were saying, well, the Kardashians are over. You know, they don't have the power they used to have. They're being pushed off red carpets. People were saying, does this signal the end of the Kardashians? To which we disagree. (laughs) That family cannot go underground for that long. Oh, 100%. (laughs) There's no way this hasn't been done very strategically. And I think it's because, like, they're in the depths of filming the third season of their Hulu show right now. Mm -hmm. Which is, I mean, complaints from previous seasons of the Kardashians and Keeping Up with the Kardashians, obviously there's been two different iterations of that (laughs) show, is that too much was revealed beforehand. So the audience already knew what was going to happen. They knew what scandals were going to be covered. Obviously, you get that inside look into how those conversations in the family went, but you're not getting the breaking news Mm -hmm. in the show. So potentially they're concealing so that there is more juice and excitement around their series. So that's one theory. Yeah. 
But there are more than one theories. <laughs> I, and I think that's a pretty, that seems to be the case because yeah. as much as anyone will just watch the Hulu show anyway and it's on binge in Australia, that was the big kind of like they're paying them a lot of money. That was the reason they moved over from E onto that network and to also have more creative control. And I think the last season, except for the Chloe Tristan stuff, which they kind of had to really just push at the top and then forget about it, it seemed like a very overly sanitized mm-hmm. version of their lives. And it's true because if you follow any of them on Instagram, which we do because I feel it's just part of our job. Um, you know, you saw the, all the behind the scenes of the trips they took. Like you saw the getting ready for the Met Gala and what led up to that. And you saw like the snacks Kim Kardashian had in her hotel room afterwards. So when you're watching on the show, it just feels like you're watching their Instagram feeds kind of sewing together in a more glam way, mm-hmm. which was the kind of biggest thing. So I think at the moment they're deep in filming and they're trying not to show their lives too much so the show looks better. But I also think that they realized that they needed to do that trick that a lot of women in the media do where they have to take themselves out of the spotlight for Mm -hmm. a bit because of the saturation factor. And I also think the idea that they were being turned away from magazine covers was also very unsubstantiated. I think they're saving it all up until they have like more launches or, you know, the show is coming out. But the other thing we wanted to get into (laughs) is are some questionable things happening behind the scenes that they don't Mm -hmm. want the spotlight on them? Yes. So as we know, No one works harder than Christiana in trying to prepare a story about her family. (laughs) And so there's a few rumours brewing and conspiracy theories about what they're potentially concealing so they can either drop in the show or they just want to keep it out of the headlines for now, save it for later, big promo vibes. And one of the leading theories is that Chloe and Tristan are back together and they're trying to keep that. I can see our producer Reese. I can feel Kay Reese screaming too because when I said that to her the other day, she's like, don't be ridiculous. I was like, weirder things have happened. And we've been here before, guys. We've been here before. (laughs) So I think that that's a potential lead angle for the series slash they know that that gets a lot of backlash from fans and just general hate because people are not best pleased with Tristan at any time. So if they are back together, they're probably trying to minimize the heat around that and maybe want to, I don't know, debut on the series with like, we're really in love. He's really changed. It's all fine. We're having another baby. Who knows? So (laughs) I think there could be something in the works there. What do you think? Yeah. It's interesting because the Kardashians don't usually drop bombs on their reality shows like a lot mm-hmm. of people always say that oh they're just doing this so they have a big reveal whereas their tact that has always worked for them is that they're in the news cycle things are happening they either respond a little bit at the time but their favorite trick is to wait see the response film a behind the scenes conversation six months later where they can kind of like rebut all the rumors but do it as if they're having a natural conversation yeah. and have their rebuttal a lot later and that's what kind of chloe did with the whole tristan cheating scandal the first time around for anyone who doesn't remember that dark day Chloe and Tristan after he had cheated on her in the lead up to when she was pregnant with their daughter True and she went into early labor because she found out he was cheating on her as she was about to have their daughter they broke up they got back together but not officially officially I think mm-hmm. or I mean that's so on and off I actually can't even tell you <laughs> the timeline is confusing I would need an honors degree in Kardashians <laughs> to tell you that timeline but then they decided to have another child together via surrogate and after they had made that decision and kind of gone ahead with the surrogacy. Chloe found out while they were having that decision that Tristan had cheated on her with another woman who was now pregnant. And then so when Chloe welcomed their son, who they still haven't shared his name, which I also thought was interesting, like there's a yeah. lot, all his face at all, whereas all the mm. other kids are everywhere, but maybe it's because he's so little, I don't know. Or maybe because there was such a negative spotlight around his birth because yeah. of the Tristan cheating thing. I don't know. 
But now it's like they're kind of soft launching him back into mm. the family. Like his birthday recently, they all do all these loving posts and things, which isn't unlike them. The Kardashians tend to keep the fathers of their children in the fold and they do that because they obviously don't want their kids to see these horrible negative headlines of, you know, their fathers embroiled in this nastiness. But there is the theory out there that they're trying to like keep it under the radar and very soft launch him back into the family. So by the time the show comes out, it brings him back into the fold. And in like a year's time, Chloe can be like, oh yeah, we are together. Yeah. It's a very long lead PR strategy, but where do things have happened from that family? (laughs) Exactly. So I think at the end of that, our investigation has found, we've turned (laughs) over every stone. We've been through the evidence. The Kardashians aren't in hiding. They're just waiting to come back bigger and better than ever before. So be alert, but not alarmed or be alarmed. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. I finished my work week on my couch. Ordered some food. It's time for weekend watch. Our recommendations of what to watch this weekend. So it wouldn't be a weekend watch with a former sex editor without a bit of dirty, sexy, porny recommendations What's this from me. The oh, sex I mean, toys are still rolling in. I know you've got 30 in. other jobs right now, but let's not forget <laughs> about that. Okay, it's not top of the list, but it's on the list. <laughs> but I have a bit of a monster recommendation this week. It is Money Shot. The Pornhub story oh. on Netflix. They neglect to see that sex work and sex trafficking are two completely different things. Sex workers in general were deplatformed across the internet. 72% of us lost our income. If it wasn't for porn, like I probably wouldn't be alive. It's not just an attack on porn, it's an attack on people being able to express themselves. And the people who get left in the dust are porn performers. So I'm not sure if you remember Brodnick, but two years ago there was a lot of buzz around a viral campaign called Hashtag Trafficking Hub, which was an attempt to take down Pornhub and ultimately resulted in the porn site taking down like 80% of their videos. And this is what this documentary explores. So if you listening at home have heard the word Pornhub and were like, what? I'm so wholesome. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Let me explain. (laughs) Pornhub is the biggest porn website in the world. And it's owned by MindGeek, which is a huge company that also owns RedTube and a bunch of other adult sites. But Pornhub is definitely its favorite child and its most problematic one. And that's because Pornhub is so big. There are millions of videos uploaded every minute and it's killed the game in search traffic. So if you type in porn or like any explicit phrase, Pornhub is always at the top of the list. They're also the first champion of self-uploading porn. So much like YouTube or Instagram, it gave users the ability to just upload whatever videos they wanted to the site and they could be streamed whenever. So that's when things started to unravel for them because obviously then Pornhub started getting a boatload of unverified videos uploaded to the site and way too many to moderate and verify within their team, which meant that lots of dodgy and sometimes illegal videos were getting uploaded. Now, this could have been anything from unconsensual sex tapes, abuse videos, snuff films, and revenge porn, so it's seriously heavy stuff. And while that made up a small proportion of videos on the site, the fact that any were allowed up triggered a huge response. 
specifically the Trafficking Hub campaign that we just talked about, which was a massive push for policy change and policing of Pornhub. So Money Shot explores all of this in detail, talking to people who worked at Pornhub, Trafficking Hub campaigners, lawyers, policymakers, porn stars, adult content creators who lost income or their entire career because of all of the changes that happened at Pornhub to try and figure out exactly who was to blame and if things are any better now. Now, I'm not going to spoil it by telling you if they are or they aren't, of course, (laughs) but I will tell you that you can watch the whole hour and a half documentary on Netflix right now. All right. I also have a slightly dark recommendation, (laughs) but at least it's fictionalized. Well, not completely, which we'll get to. So I'm talking about Swarm, which is a new series out on Prime Video. And yes, it's been out for over a week, but it's become so buzzy this week that we wanted to talk about it. So it's a new satirical, psychological horror thriller series. That's a lot of buzzwords. (laughs) (laughs) I know when I was reading that, I'm like, is this just your every descriptive word (laughs) that's in there? So it's created by Donald Glover and Janine Nables. And it's the story of this young woman called Dre, who is absolutely obsessed with a pop star who is not Beyonce, but also is Beyonce. Like it's the kind of similar like fandom and like look and style. And she's got this fan base known as The Swarm, which is obviously where Mm. the title of the show comes from. Connected to beehive i'm yeah. getting it i'm getting the they're next. not trying to hide it <laughs> <laughs> and so it's meant to be kind of a deep dive into dre's life and her fandom and how it like when you kind of lean into fandom in extreme way all the terrible things that can happen to you basically What's really interesting about this is that Dre, whose real name is Andrea Green in the series, is played by Dominic Fishback, who I'm sure like um, maybe some people don't know her name, but she was in this movie that came out a few years ago called Judas and the Black Messiah, which was such an incredible, how good was it? So good. Just absolutely incredible, so powerful. And she was one of the leads in that. As I was watching her, I was like, I haven't seen this woman on screen before, but she's phenomenal. I feel like she should be the lead of every movie. And she's been in other things, but I feel like this is kind of really like a good showcase of her talents as the lead of this buzzy new series. There's a lot of other interesting people in the cast, but I'll just call out a few of the people who are like, you know, making headlines. So Chloe Bailey is in there as her sister. Billie Eilish is there as Eva. It's her very first acting role. So she's the leader of this woman's empowerment, which is a cult. <laughs> they Aren't they all? Yeah. It's actually based on that Nixon cult with Alison Mack from Smallville, like loosely yeah. based on that. There's a few different real life things they brought in. And even Paris Jackson is there in the mix doing her thing as a stripper with an abusive boyfriend. So all seven episodes are up now on Prime Video. You can knock them all over in one weekend. It will be a dark weekend, <laughs> but worth it. Then you can go watch some Pornhub to lighten the day. Yeah, and then let's have a chat about it on Spill Instagram because I feel like we're going to need support after yeah. this show. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by myself, Laura Brodnick, and Gia Moylan with audio production by Riyadh Moody. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and over on The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye. Na 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 na